in this week uh, and all that's coming up, just the Lord led me to uh, uh, turn to Hebrews here and uh, a message that at the very least is for me. Uh, although at the first service I did ask, you know, maybe this isn't just for me, maybe you, it's for you as well. I'm hoping that's what I heard from the Lord as well. Uh, and uh, I know that God really moved uh, in lives in, in the first service. So we're going to trust he will here in Hebrews chapter 13, beginning with verse 11. The high priest carries the blood of the animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we have are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let's pray. Oh, we do come before you this morning, and we recognize that there's a lot going on and haven't gone on. And just help us right now, Holy Spirit, to, one, surrender those things to you that we need to just surrender into your hands. Ultimately, that we don't fully have control over or any control. We would just lay aside the cares. Not forgetting them, just giving them to you. We continue to remember people we've been praying for, like Faith and Todd, Michelle and Butch, along with uh, Scott's dad, and this week and his operation. Or there are others as well, and ones that we don't even know about. We just pray right now that we can release those to you and then open up our hands to receive from you what you have today to give to us. Lord, that you would speak beyond anything that I could say, that your power would go forth from your word, your living word, pierce through to us and move us today. It's in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. 2020. From murder hornets to hordes of locusts to natural disasters all across this world from floods to fires and things heated up to racial issues to the point of riots and then COVID-19 from physical health to mental health to the health of our nation in general, uh, those who lost lives and lost livelihood, conflict and conflicting reports, changing things as we knew it. And then there's the whole political scene, which doesn't even have to have anything to do with what's going on right now, just go throughout this year earlier. Add to that a cancel culture spawned full of hate and devoid of grace 
And we've just begun to mention a few things in 2020. And now we come to that point in the year for Thanksgiving. A time when we are to be giving thanks. Yeah, right. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. And really, here's the thing. So much more that is never going to make the news. So much more than that, in a bad kind of way that we kind of saw, the way we look at it that way at least, so much more than that has actually happened with people with losses that are connected to so many of our lives that you're never going to see on the news. In fact, not just never going to see, it has nothing to do with anything on the news. None of those things uh, are, are even touching lives uh, of many of you, and yet there are serious, life-threatening, heart-rending, distressing, dis- just depressing, difficult struggles that are tearing us apart inside out, shaking us at our core, some things that you've never experienced before in your life, and that's just within our own church family. Beyond that, we got things that are a little less severe, but it just seems to be one trial and tribulation after another. Can I get an amen? Probably shouldn't ask that. <clears throat> you know, it's just one thing after another. I mean, a number of you wasn't that long ago, you were without power for days, right? Uh, there's other things. It just seems to have weekly struggles, and we're growing beyond weary as we're worn down by experiencing all of these struggles. We're growing to the point, though, we've got all that happening, and here we are at Thanksgiving. Something we look forward to. Something to be joyous. Something to really... But it's different. Or it feels different. In fact, it will be different. Let me give you an example, and this is just as an example, not meant for any kind of sympathy, but just as an example. Our family, uh, my family, for 30-plus years, I say plus always because I don't really want to say how old I really am, but uh, say for 30-plus years in the ministry, there's only been one constant when it comes to being able to connect with my family. Maybe once, a lot of times it's just once a year that I ever get to see or connect with my family, my parents, my sisters, uh, their families, aunts, uncles, all those kind of things. And that one time is Thanksgiving. In fact, in those 30 plus years, we have only had one time where we didn't get together with them. One time, and that was when Roberta was great with child. Uh, in fact, uh, Josiah was to be was born on December 2nd. So you can see, that's pretty close. You know, there's no traveling a week before you're having the baby. Uh, but even then, some came our way, but not this year. It's not happening this year. It, and it's not because of restrictions. It's not because of of, uh, of this or that, you know, of, of, of what's going on. It really comes down to not our choice, but the choice of uh, the relatives that live over there who are all saying, we're not doing Thanksgiving this year. We're not doing it like we did. We're not all getting together. Even my dad is going to be by himself, so to speak. You know, it's just that they've made that decision. 
So what are we going to do? Everything that's happened this year and is still happening. The question is whether or not we will celebrate our traditions. The question is, will we celebrate our truth this year? Even if we don't celebrate our traditions, will we celebrate the truth this year that is needed more than ever for us to have a real thanksgiving take place? A real thanksgiving that acknowledges that the God of heaven and earth is still seated upon the throne and he deserves our praise. Being thankful is not the first thing we think of. In fact, being grumbling comes pretty easy, right? I mean, that is usually what's going on. Which is why for many of us today, the only way we're going to do this is by what we see, not just in the passage, but specifically verse 15. In Hebrews 13, if you look there with me, we're going to really just kind of pick this verse apart and, and, and look at what it's saying to us. In verse 15, through Jesus, <clears throat> therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Here's the thing. It's easy to praise when things are easy. So that means that now is the perfect time to bring a sacrifice of praise. When it's not easy, when things are hard, when things are not going as anything. This is the perfect time for us to really, maybe for the first time for some in their lives, to grasp what it means to give a sacrifice of praise. How we do that? How can we bring a sacrifice of praise to God, especially at this time? Number one, and you notice I have verse 15 at the top on the screen there, just to show we need to bring a sacrifice of praise through Jesus. And I marked that through Jesus on the verse. That's where we're just going to go through this verse. We need to bring a sacrifice of praise through Jesus. Let's go uh, back to Hebrews chapter 13. And, and before that verse in chapter 13, verse 10. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his blood. We have an altar. It's a spiritual altar. It's not the physical altar. It is where the sacrificial work for our sins was done by Jesus. This offering that's alluded to here is, is a language that deals with the day of atonement where sin was covered over by a sacrifice, by his sacrifice, ultimately filled and fulfilled and filled to the full through Jesus. So praise through Jesus takes place by a sacrifice that cost us something just as Jesus gave us an example of his love that cost him. In fact, in our worship, praise doesn't have much meaning, ultimately, if it doesn't have much cost. David even said in First Chronicles chapter 21, I will not bring an offering if it costs me nothing. I'm not going to bring an offering that costs me nothing. Yet how much of the praise that we have that we are offering to God... Does it really cost us? Is it hard? Is, it, is there some effort? Is there, or is it just the religious thing? And I'm not saying that even this morning as we 
praised him and those uh, those songs that it wasn't real I'm, I'm questioning whether it was real although some of us do need that to be questioned the question was real the question is was that a sacrifice of praise you see when a sacrifice of praise needs to kick in is when the spirit of grumbling comes on when things aren't the way that we want, the way we think they should be, when things are too hard, that's the real sacrifice of praise happens. So he says, but, 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 but if you knew my life, <clears throat> if you knew my life, you would realize I have every right to grumble and complain. Well, but, but, I'm going to say back, not really true philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says do everything without grumbling or arguing and just a heads up you can look in other versions it's going to say pretty much the same thing it might say complaining and disputing but it's not going to change this is what he says to us but rather, when we look at what Jesus did for the whole world, including you and me, we have every reason to be forever grateful. Whatever pain, whatever problems that we're going through, Jesus has been there. Jesus has done that. Even though he didn't deserve any of it, he knows how tough it can be. He knows what's going on. And he knew it while he was on the cross on Friday because also he knew Sunday was coming. And there is reason to praise. But what about today, right now? Much of what's going on around us and in our lives is just a part of normal life, or at the very least, a part of the normal spiritual warfare that we as Christians here on this earth are going to go through. This is, this is war. In fact, it, it, when I say it's just part of what's normal, Jesus himself said in John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Have we gotten the wrong idea somewhere that praise is really just supposed to be a response to the good that we notice from God? I mean, we don't notice everything that really comes from God, but the things that we notice, here's God's good that he brought me praise god right that's is 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 that it do we when the sun is shining praise the lord but when it could be better when it's dark and stormy no spontaneous prayer is praise is needed is that the way we think we grumble when we hear the rumble of thunder when things start to get a little cloudy at our workplace, in our homes, maybe even in our, our church, are we bringing a sacrifice of praise? Or can we leave behind being whiners about what we do not have and embrace that we are winners of the amazing grace of Jesus Christ? Through Him, through His mercy, through all that He has done for us on that cross. We can bring a sacrifice of praise. All that we have, all that we are, all that has come, has come through Jesus. And so our praise comes through Jesus. Praise that is not based on what is going on in our life and whether it is perceived as good or bad, but whether we perceive God as good. 
It's not just that he demands our praise, it's that he deserves our praise. And despite what 2020 has been like, who has experienced yet something? (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, probably so. (coughs) I need water. I knew it beforehand. (coughs) So I I went for a tic-tac instead. That didn't work. (coughs) I remember a lot of talking. Um, as we think of our life, thank you, Stacy. <clears throat> no, I'm good. I don't. I don't have anything wrong. <coughs> hey, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I don't have anything wrong, other than I've just been talking too much. Usually between services, I don't talk that much. But this kind of fits with the whole 2020. Here we go. <laughs> Somebody says, oh, that was just an illustration Pastor was doing. <clears throat> I want you to think about it. As bad as things have been bad in your life in 2020, I'm pretty sure that none of us have experienced it as bad as Job yet. You know, Job, if you don't, read first chapter. In fact, Job says, when everything has happened to him, he says this, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. A sacrifice of praise takes place when things do not seem to be going good, but we believe that God is still good. This is praise. Not only through Jesus, but to Jesus. Thanks for what he's done, but also rejoicing in just him alone, even as the Psalms in chapter 9, verse 2 says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name. Just about who he is. To praise not only what Jesus, who he is and what he's done, but to recognize that as we bring a sacrifice of praise through Jesus, it only can happen through his strength in us to do that. I mean, let's face it, I just don't feel, I don't know that, not just I feel that I can do it, but you can through Jesus. The next part of chapter, uh, verse 15, it says continually offer, and so we need to bring a sacrifice of praise that is continual. We saw earlier reference uh, that I was just reading was to the day of atonement, sacrifice. But not all sacrifices were about the covering over of sin. In fact, there were some of those sacrifices that were brought that were thanksgiving and praise sacrifices. And they didn't just take place one time a year like the Day of Atonement sacrifice. They didn't take place one time. They took place many times and all times and continually praising and thanking him through their sacrifices. Often we apply those sacrifices, that sacrificial offering to our financial praise offerings to the Lord. And those offerings that should be a sacrifice, meaning beyond just a religious duty. Some even years ago used to say, uh, you know, give till it hurts and then give some more. Maybe we could say praise till it hurts and praise some more. Keep praising the Lord as we offer up a continual praise, a continual spiritual sacrifice, which is what we are to be about First Peter chapter 2 says, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices 
acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. That's what we're about and to be about, bringing these continual sacrifices. In fact, that word continual there is a word that means all, every, and every way, every kind, everyone, everything, all times, always. In light of all of that, which is the better description of us? One who is con a continual praiser or a continual grumbler? Which one better describes? For we need to praise the Lord, not just in the glad times, but in the bad times. In fact, at all times, right? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To be thankful. Always. Not necessarily for all. In fact, when we think in spite of all, always. Paul writes again in Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again. Rejoice. All right. Rejoice. But I mean, come on, does he really mean that? Always? I think that like like a spiritual kind of wording there, and it means something different, and it just kind of applies in a spiritual. Does he really mean always? And why did he have to say it again? But you know what? We look at Paul's example, who practiced what he preached. And Paul and Silas who were unjustly and cruelly beaten and thrown into the very bottom dungeon of the prison, of the jail there. What did they do when they were there? What did they do after everything that had been done to them? And not just what did they do after what was done to them, but considering that they didn't even know what was going to yet happen to them. Many of you know the story, and it says in Acts chapter 16, verse 23, at midnight, at midnight, I know some of us say that, but, you know, in those days, you know, by the, the lights, there was no electricity. So at midnight, down there in the depths in the dark, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Many of you know the rest of the jailhouse rock story that started with a continual praise. A continual praise they had that showed they were already free before the doors open up. Amen? They were already free. That praise showed they were free even with the doors closed. They were free. How about you and me? We know this, but we don't always offer up praise because we don't always feel like it, right? Yet following Christ has never been about what we feel like. In our obedience, it requires a sacrifice whether we feel like it or not. And I recognize that sometimes we can feel like we're just going through the motions without emotion, but part of what obedience is is action, a consistent doing what's right first, and then oftentimes the feelings follow. Do what's right. It's not easy. But you know what? That's why this is called a sacrifice of praise. 
We're faced with choices every day to walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. And here's the choice. Are, are we like the psalmist in Psalm 34 here? I will extort. Can, can we say this is true of us? I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Now we can say amen here right now, but are we going to say amen tomorrow? Did we say amen last week? Not me. I mean, it's not a good thing, but I, I can't. I can't honestly say that, that I have been extolling the Lord at all times, that his praise has always been on my lips to everything that's going on and happening and what's, that's what makes it a sacrifice. And, and I was reminded of an old casting crown song. I didn't realize how old, but it's an old song. Praise you in the storm. I just share the. The, the, the first verse and the chorus of this. Maybe it's something you want to look up at another time. I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen. That is still raining. And as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain, I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. And I'll praise you in this storm. And I will lift my hands that you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You've never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in the storm. This is not merely just some suggestion or even command of what we're to be doing in our life right now. It deals with the next one. In verse 14 of our passage right before this, it said, for here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for a city that is to come. For while we have a sacrifice of praise that is to be continual now we will have a sacrifice of praise that will be eternal later. We're just beginning it now and carrying it on through a time as we're looking to that not earthly but heavenly city that awaits us. And I'm not going to take the time now, but I just encourage you just to refresh your mind about that to go to Revelation. Even Revelation chapter 5 as it describes a worship that is taking place the sacrifice of praise that is given and to enter in even with that. Yet this week, we need to move on. Verse, this third thing out of this verse is as it deals with, we need to bring a sacrifice of praise that is from, is the fruit from our lips. The fruit from our lips. You know, it's great that we can get, if we can get to that point where our hearts and our minds are renewed and we have a thankful attitude, we're positive, we're not, and all of that, you know, we, we've got just a good, thankful kind of attitude. But that will fall short. Being thankful falls short if we do not give thanks. And the attitude is great, but being grateful does not have meaning unless we express it. 
And someone says, oh, but God knows my heart. God knows, God, God knows how I feel. But do you know how God feels about that? Because all throughout his word, again and again, he says, shout praise unto him. Sing his praise unto him. He, again and again, whether he knows how we feel or not, he's telling us we need to express it. It needs to come out of our lips. That's what should be happening. We recognize the gifts that we have come from a giver. In fact, earlier in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father. In fact, what we want to do is, at the end of the message this morning, is we're going to go back to worship and give us an opportunity to lift up that sacrifice of praise, to let praise come out of our lips but as we prepare for Thanksgiving, there may be certain traditions, as I mentioned, that are not going to be practiced this year, but perhaps it's time for a new practice. Maybe this is what always has been, but perhaps a new practice could be started on Thanksgiving, and that is to make a sacrifice of praise. Actually give thanks on Thanksgiving out loud, intentionally. It's something I hope that we will be able to do. I've tried to invite my kids uh, who will be there uh, to share in a devotional in preparation for that. Uh, we're using the U version of the Bible, and in the U version of the Bible, there are some devotions that you can sign up and invite other people to join you with. And and so I invited them to join. Uh, the one we the one I picked out was the Grumbler's Guide to Giving Thanks. Uh, you know, it just seemed appropriate. Uh, in some ways and it's just for seven days and and in that time you know it's their choice whether they join us but in that time you can post comments or what God's speaking to you about right there as a part of the devotional and then we can see and react and respond to one another uh, over this and hopefully what will happen is then on Thanksgiving Day we finish it up and we will do that devotional together scripture and prayers of thanksgiving here's the thing this is not just about speaking or singing praise to god the point is is not just you know what we need to just say it we just, whether we feel like it or not we need to say it. it it's it's really more than that of what this is talking about the point is that the outward praise should be growing out of an inward place our outward praise should be growing up from an inward place that's why it says the fruit of lips meaning what comes from the root what it comes from the plant what is harvested the fruit the fruit of praise is something that should be naturally coming forth from lips because of what we have planted daily in our life the seeds we plant determine the fruit we grow. The seeds we plant determine the fruit we grow. What is growing up from inside of us? And it's not just about checking off a list to say, I said my prayers, praise to him. But allow God to do a work 
deep inside that the praise doesn't just on the tip of our tongue, but the praise goes all the way to the depth of our soul. It's a fruit of that lips. What is growing out? Is it a declaration, a sacrifice of praise that's coming up out of us? Or or are we more like the Israelites who are wandering in the wilderness that continued to wander for 40 years in large part due to their whining and not praising? Even Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, the oh man, he is a downer. Uh, you know, he just he just complained and grumbling. You think, you know, what I just mentioned at the beginning of 2020, I said 2020, you read Lamentations. He makes that thing look, you know, like sweet song. And yet even as he goes on through that, talking about how bad it is, how good, you know, what God's done to him, all these things, he still comes to a place, yet this I call to mind and this I have hope. We are not consumed. This is where great is thy faithfulness. Comes in the word. Even he turns there. He can't help it because of what's inside. Now, we need to bring not only a sacrifice of praise in a sense that brings a good word, but does a good work. By the way, this is in verse 16. You notice that up on your screen uh, there. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. We bring praise not just through our, our good words, do we bring praise, but through our good works. Uh, it's not just with our lips, but with our life. Let's face it, for many Saying praise, speaking praise, is not that hard. Having to do a work of praise instead of just saying a word of praise, that's a little harder. But it's about life and all of our life that really is lived as a sacrifice. I mean, that's what Jesus said to whoever once in Luke 9 well, my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. It's all about a sacrifice, including our praise. It's all a life like that. And, and, but it goes deeper than just saying, listen, we need to go out and, and give a sacrifice of praise by just doing some random act of kindness for someone. And, and that's good. But what it's talking about right here in this verse goes something is something deeper there. Because the actual word that's used in verse 16 about doing this is the word koinonia in the original. Now, most of the time we don't just talk about all the original words, but I say that because I think many of you have actually heard that word somewhere along the line if you've been in a church. Koinonia, we recognize as fellowship, often connected with fellowship and that what that means, not just the, the fellowship, but the, the sense of, of togetherness and oneness. And, you know, and, and while doing good covers a wide variety of areas, what it's trying to say here is that this doing good actually goes deeper in our connections. It's not just about checking off a list, I did a good deed. It's about that connecting in a good way with someone, that koinonia. How, how can we be sacrificially th- this week, sacrificially 
be kind or helpful to someone that God has in your path, is going to put in your path, or you already know is going to be in your path this week. How can we bring a holy praise unto God by what we do? And I know thinking that what we do bringing, uh, somehow brings praise to God, that, that may sound strange to think of it that way because we just put it all into worship and singing songs. But Jesus even told us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, you see it here on the screen, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, when are they glorifying your Father in heaven? When they see your good deeds. Then God is glorified. So, here we are. Ultimately, it's not just that I should give a sacrifice of praise out of obedience, but it should come down to a decision of my will that not just out of duty, but out of devotion wants to. To make a decision right now. Say, I will give a sacrifice of praise to God. Not someday, but even here this morning, I will bring a sacrifice of praise. I said earlier that we still need to make that sacrifice of praise whether we feel like it or not. And here's the thing is, after you do it, you still may not feel good. But that's not really the point. It's not about you and me. It's about Him. After we make a sacrifice of praise, does God feel good about it? Again, maybe that seems strange, that God would feel good about it, but verse 16, which we just read, but let's look at it again. In verse 16, do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Speaking not just of the good works, but the good words, everything that's been talking about here, with these sacrifices, God is pleased. Pleased with our sacrifice of praise can be pleasing in His sight. I know there, there are some that don't fully participate, maybe when they come into a gathering like this, some that don't even come because their question is whether, well, I don't know whether the worship is really worth it. Whether, whether the worship was worth it this morning, whether I really got something out of it like I usually do, uh, what I'm looking for to get. I, I don't know if I got something out of the message that was really worth it this morning compared to all the big-name preachers I listened to throughout the week. Was it really worth it even being here and being a part? And hopefully we recognize that's not the right attitude. It's not the right motives. It's not the right way to live our life focused on me. Myself and I. And what I get out of something. The real question that can only be answered by you. In your own heart this day. And each day. Is whether the worship was worth it to God. Today. Was the worship worth it to God. Was it a sacrifice of praise that was pleasing in his sight. Not did I feel good about it, but did God feel good about it? So as we prepare our hearts, uh, I'm going to ask Kevin to come forward. The first service we had a video, but so Kevin is just kind of doing this off the spur of the moment. He's going to uh, 
just share a song with us, uh, a song of praise from a hard place. And what I'd like us to do is to just to listen, not just to the song, but to listen to the Holy Spirit as he's speaking to you about bringing a sacrifice of praise. It's not easy. Uh, something that may even be hard, but to really get ourselves into that place where we have decided, I will. Despite everything I'm going to put all, it's not just that I'm putting all those things off to the side and forgetting all those things. I am looking. Now that I'm down, I'm looking up. I only want to see you, Jesus. I want to bring a sacrifice of praise to you. So as he sings a song, that we would make that decision of our, I will bring a sacrifice of praise this morning. And then the worship team's going to come. I'll pray, but the worship team's going to come and just, we're going to enter into a time where we will bring that sacrifice to him. Father, help us even in this, speak to our hearts. I know you already have been. From the very first words for some here today, even to myself, Lord, continue to work on our hearts that the fruit that comes out of our lips this day will be a sacrifice of praise and that you will be blessed.